It's too late with Alan Mosley. That's that's all. You you've just used all of your energy that you have for the whole episode on that first thing, didn't you? I'm happy today, I guess. All right, whatever. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Alan Mosley, and today for our monologue, we have this is now this is Blake Osborne's favorite person in the world. Uh-oh. It's Florida woman. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> pull, pull it up, oh, like Florida God. woman arrested for threatening to get McDonald's sauce by any means necessary. Wow, dude. Look I know, at look, at that, look at that picture while She's I read this. evil. She looks like every woman from Florida. No offense, Florida women. But. McGuire Marie McLaughlin, 19, was denied her dipping sauce after refusing to pay the extra 25 cents for the condiment at Vero Beach, Florida, McDonald's. Have you ever been to Vero Beach? Vero Beach, Beach? yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay. Nice place. McLaughlin was arrested after the McDonald's workers called police fearing for their safety after she said she would have her sauce by, quote, any means necessary. <laughs> I, okay, so, so first of all, like, I, like from what I understand, like there was alcohol on her, on her breath and, and she's a little bit, I mean, she's clearly a crazy lady and I get all that. You sure she's not from Tampa? I mean, well, okay. So (laughs) when I read that, when I saw that picture and when I read that article, the very thing, the very first thing that popped into my mind was, is that they took that as a threat, right? Like they took it as a threat. And so they feared for their safety. They called the police. Oh man. Was she threatening them or was she threatening them with a good time? I, I don't know, man. I, I grew up in Florida. I kind of been around these women for a while. I know how they act. All right. I tell you what, have you you want to see something crazy? One of these days, trust me on this. Google what happened on Flor in Florida on your birthday. You you you'll be amazed. Well, I know that there's websites that are dedicated to Florida man oh, yeah. and by extension Florida <laughs> woman, and it's just it's just tons it's and tons of articles and stuff. <laughs> so that one that one goes to goes to Florida woman. But this, but again though, like I. Maybe she genuinely was insane and would have gotten violent. I don't know. But my my gut instinct is, is that if like if someone came in, into the studio today and said, I'm going to watch that show, Alan, by yeah. any means necessary. I just, I couldn't oh, yeah. take that seriously. I'm sorry. I you couldn't take that as a threat. It's just, yeah. who, who talks that way? I don't know. But, but you know, in, in her defense, yeah. have you ever been to a McDonald's in Florida? I mean, technically, I mean, I have yeah. been to a McDonald's well, then in you Florida. Know. You know that you know. It's, yeah. you're making this into something that it's not. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, now, so for people that know me, they know that, okay, I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan, okay. which it means, of course, one of my favorite, most underrated quarterbacks is Tony Romo. Romo's back in the news. Tony Romo to get $17 million per season in new CBS deal. CBS has retained former Dallas Cowboys turned leading NFL analyst Tony Romo with a contract for a potential 10 years at $17 million per year. (laughs) Now, this this actually caused a lot of a lot of tweets from from current players and former players alike that were saying, you know, so Dak Prescott, the current QB for the Dallas Cowboys, he doesn't get paid $17 million a yeah. year. Uh, he's up for a new deal. He hasn't gotten it yet. Um, a lot of NFL players, most overwhelming majority, but even among quarterbacks, a lot of NFL players do not make $17 million a year. That's a lot of so, money. <laughs> so Romo actually only made more than that for uh-huh. three of the seasons that he was in the NFL. Goodness. For the other seasons, he didn't even make $17 million a year. Oh. That's how much CBS is paying him to keep him as their analyst as opposed to him going to ESPN or whatever. 
And so the, the moral of the story here is, is that all that just goes to show you that the people who said that talk is cheap and doing something is more important than talking about doing it, we're full of crap. Yeah. Talking about it obviously, obviously pays. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, I mean, I am a talk show host, so there you go. So you need seventeen million dollars an episode. I need yeah. if if, Basically. if this network wants to retain my rights, <laughs> they're going to have to pay me $17 billion a, yes, oh, a yeah. year. That's right. Or we could just give you a McDonald's cheeseburger. Why are you making, you're trying, see, this is, this is why I can't work with you because you're trying to just take over the monologue and make no. it into a thing when that's not, that's not anywhere on the thing. Hey, can, I throw you curveballs. Why not? Can you can you just mute your microphone and keep mine open? Is that a thing that we okay? So anyway, did you Blake? Did you see in the news where they were they were trying to pass the bills to ban flavored tobacco? Yeah. Did you see all that crap? I think it's crazy. So so you so the point being is is that the House passed a bill this past Friday. By the way, it's yeah. not going to go anywhere because it's going to okay. die in the Senate. So yeah. that it has it's not official. But the House passed the bill on Friday to huh? ban the sale of flavored tobacco products in order to curb the rise of youth vaping. I mean, okay. that's explicitly what it was about is yeah. vaping's becoming popular. Kids like to vape. Therefore, let's get rid of flavored uh, tobacco yeah. products. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's going to die because it doesn't have the, the sufficient uh, support from the White House or the Senate. Sure. But the thing is, is that, so first of all, like how belittling is it to the community at large to tell them like, look, you guys, you're too stupid and can't, and can't make good decisions for yourself. So we're going to have to eliminate products so that you don't go do anything crazy like I don't know. Like, like have your mango flavored vape <laughs> juice or whatever, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, it's the end of the world. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. But, but anyway, do you remember Blake? Do you remember that whole campaign? It was really more like in Australia and different places than it was here. Okay. Do you remember when they started putting all the crazy warning labels on stuff? Yeah. And then do you remember like in some of the countries where they would put like, like pictures of black lungs? And, oh yeah. yeah. And like, cause those would be the warnings on the packages of the smokes or whatever. Yeah. I do. They're trying to scare you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they're trying to do. But the point being is, is that in my opinion, if they really wanted to stop smoking, they would just put pictures of Congress on the packages. Take, take a look at that. Ah. Would you buy Ooh. anything that had one of those people's picture on it? Ooh, God, it looks like a raisin. I, I've said this before. Yeah. I don't even remember when I said this. <laughs> I think I said this last week that you don't ever trust anyone no. where you can't properly distinguish their neck and their chin. God. Hey, do, do you think that their chins make a smacking sound when they talk? Oh my God. Like, like meat slapping together. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Why are you? That's disgusting. But, but, but yeah, but look at the picture. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. We talk. already looked at the picture, yeah. Blake, and now, oh, and now it's gone. Ugh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Jesus. <laughs> I, so me and Blake are going to have a conversation during the during the break about about when to show pictures, and and when to give commentary, and when to otherwise just 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 let it go. Okay, just let it go. We're going to do that during the commercial break, guys. We'll be right back.
happy. Rock and roll. Yeah, baby. Be happy. <laughs> so how about that place? Huh? It's pretty cool. We we've got to get that voiceover done because I I really again. <laughs> If you're listening to the podcast version of the show, which I appreciate you're, you're, you're listening, but if you're, if you're listening and not watching the show, you're, you're really not experiencing the show because this yeah. is a video program. Yeah. And so that whole last commercial is just 30 seconds of weird generic rock <laughs> and there's no voices or anything. People are like, what, what happened what to the show? <laughs> did I, did I accidentally click on a different video? What happened? Anyway, um, Blake, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for the meme of the week! Yeah, baby! Don't you... Not today, coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm scared. Would you Would you wear one of those on your face? No, man. It kind of looks like the alien. Like, uh, you know, that they... Like the face huggers, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's actually meant for hugging something else, bro. <laughs> not today, coronavirus. <laughs> oh, and it's the sticky side too. Ugh. Well, I mean, it's got it's got to fit, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. I wonder if that works when you're cleaning out a cat box. I tell you what, you have cats, right? Yeah. Well, you you do the experiment <laughs> no. and let us know. <laughs> it's product testing, Blake. I, we're yeah, we're adding yeah. something to the program. True. true. All right. Yeah. At least they used a clean one. What? <laughs> What is wrong with you today? <laughs> what is wrong with you today? I don't know. All right. Know. I'm having a little fun. <laughs> uh, having a little fun at some other people's expense is what you're doing. <sighs> anyway, we're moving on. It's time for the viewer mail. Go away. Yeah. So again, if you're not watching the show, you're, you're missing, missing everything. But we're not we're, we're not going to spoil it. If okay, you don't watch not, it, you just you just miss it. That's just how it really is. We're not really like that. We're not really like that. <laughs> Why are you lying now? I know it's so first. Like so that. first, you tried to take over the show. Now you're lying. That we're absolutely like that. <laughs> By we, I mean you. Yeah. So guys, if you don't like Blake attitude today, so down there in the chat on the premiere, <laughs> type at Blake Osborne and let him know what you think. This is why I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> Well, you, I know you're on Facebook, big boy. That's oh, why they're going to do at Blake Osborne. What is wrong? With, you don't, don't even know. know where our sh- you don't even know where our show premieres at night. Yes, I do. It's because you don't even watch the show. <laughs> I watch it. For this a guy, no guys, I'm listen to me. That guy in there, he doesn't even watch the show. He's not even listening to me right now. He's just kind of thumbing <laughs> no, through his I'm, phone. I'm watching this show. I'm watching it right now. Whatever. He Blake actually records his bits separately because we actually can't stand each other, and he just edits them in. That's what he does. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, our first question is from Suzanne in Colville, Utah, who writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your favorite TV show? Blake, what's your favorite TV show? Didn't somebody ask him this last last week? No, that was favorite comedian. Favorite comedian. Why don't you just answer the question instead of trying to do your own little exposition? Huh? I like Ancient Aliens a lot. I watch that a lot. If I'm not watching that, I'm really like into like... You know, uh, Family Guy and, and that kind of stuff. You know what? You what? you actually strike me exactly as the kind of person that would like Ancient I'm the Aliens. I'm kind of guy that watches Ancient Aliens. I can't help it. That stuff's fascinating. Jesus. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to say one because I, I, I'm a huge TB buff. Um, I'll just say Breaking Bad. So there you go. Uh, there you go. Ryan from Green Bay, Wisconsin writes, Go Cheeseheads. Dear Alan and Blake, 
am I more likely to die from the coronavirus or eating Taco Bell? Blake? I say coronavirus. Um, actually, that's just objectively not true. You are more likely to die from eating Taco Bell than the coronavirus. Did you research this? Well, I mean, well, food poisoning is a much higher chance. Of I mean, so when you look at the ridiculously low amount of, so, 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 okay. So rise from Wisconsin. So I think the number of people in Wisconsin who have died from the coronavirus is zero. Yeah, pretty much. And the number of people who have died from like dysentery, listeria, um, yeah. heart disease, norovirus, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. issues related to cholesterol. Definitely. Yeah. So Definitely. way higher way than higher. zero. Yeah. I can see. So, that. so I'm going to, I'm going to say Taco Bell, yeah. you know, wow. Taco Bell really sometimes here's okay. Here's the thing about Taco Bell. Oh no. I'm not <laughs> saying that I never have ever eaten at Taco Bell. <laughs> T- tell me if this makes sense. Okay, Is, isn't Taco Bell one of those types of things where you never like, you would never think to yourself just in a vacuum. Oh man really could go for some Taco Bell. That's my favorite food. No one thinks that. But sometimes you kind of crave it. Yeah. Like you get in a mood for Taco Bell and then you eat at Taco Bell like three or four times for like a couple of weeks and then you don't ever eat there again. (laughs) That's it. Hey man, look. Yeah, what? I, I I don't know why we got such a thing about fast food lately, but now now you're making me want a taco. If Taco Bell starts serving some sort of impossible product, then we will <laughs> we'll taste test it. I think. What do you think? I, I think that would violate Taco Bell enthusiasts all over the world. I think. Uh, well, <laughs> it's already been brought up that you know KFC is doing an impossible chicken now. I've so seen that. It's we cool. have to. You know what we have to do? No, please don't make me eat that. We, oh, what is that made of mushrooms? Please don't make me eat that, says the guy. Then when we taste tested the Impossible Whopper, dude was chowing down like three segments later. He ate the whole thing. Yeah, don't even bad. He wasn't don't bad. even lie. Anyway, Clay from Lexington, Kentucky writes, Dear Alan and Blake, is the Kool-Aid man the jar or the liquid? He's the liquid. Agreed. Yeah. So he Agreed. is the liquid yes. and the like jar. The soul, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He must be. Yeah. If if not, my childhood is ruined. I think I think the the better question would be like you would just assume the jar is made of glass, but if yeah. he can literally spring through a brick wall, yeah. then the glass would shatter, right? Thanksgiving. So it can't be glass. It's gotta no. be like I don't you know. It's gotta some be sort something of else. Space age polymer. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gotta be something. Yeah, he's right. amazing. He's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Mary from Erie, Pennsylvania writes, Dear Alan and Blake, coffee or tea? Are you a a coffee or a tea drinker? I drink coffee in the morning and tea at night. Every day. Really? You drink coffee and tea every day? Yes, sir. Every day. That's, I feel like that's starting to explain something about your, you know, your wired kind of mentality that you have. No, I, 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 yeah, I did have a lot of coffee this morning. So I don't think anyone doubted that, nor did, yeah. did they doubt that you watch Ancient Aliens. <laughs> We're learning a lot about you today. Yeah, sure. This has really been a Blake episode, <laughs> despite my best efforts. I have all right. Great. Um, I actually don't drink coffee basically at all, and I yeah, very rarely drink tea. I've never seen you drink coffee. Yeah, never. I don't. Wow. You're missing out, man. 
No, I'm, re- I'm really not. Coffee's like nasty. Wow. Why would I drink it? There's... I don't know. Anyway, Robert from Dalton, Georgia writes, Dear Alan and Blake, if running for president was like participating in the Hunger Games, who would you pick to win? Uh, well, I mean, if we're going by the people still in the race right now, I'd have to be Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, she's, she's young, fit. She, she did serve in the armed forces. Um, whereas basically every other candidate is like old as sin, right? I mean, it doesn't stand a chance in a battle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, normally like I'm not trying to be sexist, but normally the default would be whatever the most fit male candidate would be. But I mean, of course, Trump is the youngest male who's running for office, but he's 73. (laughs) Believe it or not, Biden is now the youngest man running in the Democratic primary because Bernie's (laughs) the only other one and Bernie's a year older. Wow. So if you think that Tulsi Gabbard can beat up a nearly 80-year-old man, then Tulsi Gabbard would win, right? Hands down, man. Hands down. Yeah, I mean that. (laughs) Uh, Celeste from Niagara Falls, New York writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your favorite season? What's your favorite season, Blake? Spring. Spring? Definitely. Uh, summer. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want to wear shorts and a t-shirt all the time. I don't even want to have to deal with early spring where it can be a little nippy. No, yeah. I want it to be hot. I like I, it hot. I like spring because that's when the animals finally come out of the death of the throes of mudland that Tennessee becomes in the winter. Yeah, but the, see, that's that's something that's very... Particular to you. Yes, it's a very farmer guy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, last one. Patrick from Chicago, Illinois writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is the best possible outcome of the coronavirus? Uh, Well, wipe out Washington, D.C., right? (laughs) I mean, that's... (laughs) Anyway, okay, we're going to end on that, guys. Thank you so much. We will be right back after this break. Did you see the uh, playoff games last weekend? Oh, you're into the sports ball game. Sports ball with Mike Meharry and Alan Mosley. Sportsballpodcast.com. Sports ball is not a libertarian sports show. It's a sports show done by a couple of libertarians. For when you need your bread and circuses. You know, I was, uh, I've been checking my phone in between the breaks to see if like, if another person dropped out of the race or oh, anything yeah? like that, while, like while we've been recording. Any luck? Uh, well, I mean, Bloomberg had dropped out right before we, yeah. we started taping. So Literally. we already knew that one. Um, <laughs> All that it, money he spent, man. What yeah. was it? 500 million? 500 million. Yeah. So I, wow. I saw some people joking around that. So for his $500 million basically got him American Samoa's delegates <laughs> or most of, not even all wow. of their delegates because one went to Gabbard. And Goodness. so like I saw people saying, you know, for $500 million, million you could probably just purchase the islands from the United yeah, States. Basically. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Anyway, guys, it's time for our little Super Tuesday rundown. Okay. Uh, so I had actually originally planned another segment that we're going to end up squeezing into the end of the show. Um, 
I, I actually thought about taking a break this week from covering like election news, but it, it was super Tuesday and it, and there's kind of been like some, some spicy conspiracy talk and back and forth about like who, who's really, who are really the power players and, and who's really like in, in it to win it and that sort of thing. So, so, so we'll cover it now and I'll give you my thoughts on this. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people really haven't read the room properly on how this whole thing has played out. So let's go ahead and look at the, at the, at the Super Tuesday results here. So, uh, so this is the first screen. We got two screens. The first screen of results, you can see uh, Biden won Alabama, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Minnesota. Uh, and then on the next screen, of course, the, I mean, Sanders was competitive in some of those states. Uh, Bloomberg, Warren, and Gabbard, I mean, Gabbard's obviously yeah. not competing anywhere for lots of reasons, but Bloomberg and Warren really are just totally not in this race. Uh, Go ahead and look at the second screen there. Uh, So Massachusetts, a big one is Texas. Now Sanders had an early lead in Texas and and he would have benefited a lot from those delegates. Um, It ultimately went to Biden. Uh, So he gets Massachusetts and Texas. Uh, Maine was technically not called yet at the time of this recording, but I'm pretty sure Biden's going to win it. Uh, Sanders won Vermont, Colorado, Utah, and the big one, California. So California is worth 415 delegates alone, um, which is the, the biggest single prize. Uh, Sanders did win that, which really, really, if there's, if there's anything that resembles a tight race going forward, it's because, uh, Sanders was able to win California on top of his kind of early hot lead in the, in the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the season. But I mean, as you can see there from the second screen, you know, Bloomberg, Warren Gabbard, not really in it. Uh, so finally in our last, ge- uh, last graphic, you can see the delegate counts. Uh, so look at there. So this, so as of the time of this recording, uh, Joseph Biden, this is just from Super Tuesday. He got 404. Uh, Bernie Sanders got 340. Elizabeth Warren, a whopping 36. So, I mean, she's not in the race. No. Uh, Bloomberg. So we were just talking about Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Spent $500 million and, and basically banked it all on Super Tuesday. And, I mean, everyone's been yeah. moaning and groaning about all those ads they've been seeing everywhere. Yeah. All, of, all of that money bought him 12 delegates. So he's out. And he has yeah. officially dropped out. Yeah. Uh, one thing really quick to keep an eye on before we kill this graphic. Tulsi Gabbard did get a delegate from the American Samoas. Nice. And according to the DNC's rules, because you'll know she's been excluded from the last few debates, right. even though she was actually, according to their own rules, originally she was polling well enough to be on the stage. And then they changed the rules to get her off the stage because God knows they don't want anyone who doesn't agree with the status quo on, on anything. She only agrees with the status quo on nine out of 10 things. Therefore, she's anathema to the DNC. Right. But technically the rules say that if you have a delegate, you're on the stage. She nice. has a delegate. Nice. So we shall see. I've heard rumblings that the DNC is already at work trying to get their rules changed again to exclude her again. But we'll sure. see if she's in the next round of the debates. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I really wanted to talk about, a lot of people are talking about how Bernie seemed to have a lot of the momentum. He definitely had the grassroots and the money and the support kind of as a holdover from 2016. And I mean, and let's face it, Joe Biden, like Joe Biden's brain is literally turning to goo right before our eyes. Like the man, the man seriously has dementia. And I, it's, it's, it's a national scandal that yeah. they're running this guy and he's not being shown the door despite the fact that, I mean, do you honestly like, let, let's be serious for a second. 
Do you think if Joe Biden were to, were to win the nomination and then beat Donald Trump and become president of the United States, that he would actually be the one running the presidency or would it basically be his caretakers who would rule by committee because that man basically can no longer function? Yeah. It's, 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 it's silly. But what I really want to talk about today is I know a lot of, a lot of Bernie people are upset because it's, it certainly seems like the DNC is rigging the election once again, just like they did in 2016. They rigged it for Hillary. And this, this is not conspiratorial. It's just objectively proven fact. The DNC conspired to ensure Hillary Clinton would win the nomination in 2016. Now I'm not saying that Hillary would not have won even without the help, because I don't think Bernie quite had the support. He may, maybe he never did. Maybe he didn't even now. Um, but they certainly saw to it that she had all the necessary help to ensure that she would win the nomination in 2016. And we're seeing this play out again. And there's definitely a lot of evidence to support that idea, right? So you see, you see Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, we, we, we went through all the effort to learn how to say Buttigieg, <laughs> yeah. and now he's now he's out of the race. Um, he drops out of the race right before Super Tuesday, which, historically speaking, now look, I, I don't think Mayor Pete had a realistic chance to win the nomination, but generally, if you've come this far, why not go until after Super Tuesday, right? Sure. Like, if you're actually trying to run because you actually want to win the race— mm-hmm and you've come this far, why would you drop out mere hours before Super Tuesday? So that certainly raises some eyebrows. Not only does he drop out, what's he do? He endorses Joe Biden for president. Yeah. Uh, and then Amy, Amy Klubuchar, Klubuchar, is that, I think that's how you say her name. I never even bothered to learn her yeah. name. That's how yeah. far down the totem pole, yeah. pole she was. But again, she was really just an establishment candidate and she drops out of the race right before Super Tuesday. Yeah. What does she do? She endorses Joe Biden for president. That seems odd. It certainly, it certainly would seem to, uh, to an outsider to suggest that there are powers at play who are saying, we're throwing our lot behind the establishment candidate who seems to have the biggest base or support, which in this case is Biden. And we are telling you, if you are not Joe Biden and you're an establishment player, you drop out and you support Joe Biden. Now, one person we haven't mentioned, that leaves out Elizabeth Warren. But a lot of people kind of look at this, look at this DN, the, this year's race in the DNC, and they kind of see it as a little bit of a civil war playing out between your your progressive social Democrats, your your Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warrens of the world, and then and then kind of more the old establishment, your 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 Joe Bidens of the world, your in the past, your your Clinton Obama camp. And they kind of see it as well, like, look, that it's the establishment is just the establishment. It's all one team. It's all one club that you and me ain't in. But they still like to have their little civil wars from time to time over who gets to lead, who gets to have that seat at the table, you know? Yeah. And, and so they're having the civil war between the social progressive Democrats and kind of the old establishment Democrats. And the old establishment Democrats are not interested in giving away their seat. They're not. And they still, they are the ones who control the primary. They're the ones who control the money, who control the influence. They're the ones who currently run the DNC. And so the same people who quote unquote screwed Bernie out of, out of the race in 2016, 
It would certainly appear that they've done it again by telling other candidates that at least had some percentage of support of the Democratic Party as a whole, you're going to drop out, you're going to endorse Joe Biden. And, but, but Elizabeth Warren, Warren doesn't fit into that bill. She really fits more into the progressive social Democrat wing. She stayed in. Now you could certainly make the case that she stayed in because she thought she could win. Although, I mean, anyone who knows anything about politics could tell you she wasn't going to win. Um, you could also make the case that she really doesn't like Bernie Sanders, that even though they may ideologically fall more on that camp, that wing of the party, she doesn't like Bernie. They had that whole spat about whether or not Bernie said, said that a woman could win or that a woman could be president. And, and she, whether, whatever the truth is to that, she obviously took it quite personally. And, and I, and I think there's reason to suspect that Elizabeth Warren doesn't personally like or get along with Bernie Sanders. And maybe she stayed in the race just to spite him. I mean, she's running, that's her right to do. But a lot of people, a lot of Bernie people in particular are upset. Because Bernie going into Super Tuesday was the guy in the front runner's chair. And, it, and even though he won California, it would be a lie to not notice that Biden had a really big surge on Super Tuesday. And frankly, he's now the presumptive favorite. And he's the presumptive favorite specifically because the establishment has made its voice heard. They want Biden. And the, what the establishment wants, the establishment's going to get. Biden's their guy. They don't want Bernie. I, I could see a world existing where they told those other candidates, you drop out and endorse Biden. And that's exactly what they did. Hey, Warren, you stay in to spite Bernie. Kind of siphon off some of that, some of that progressive vote. I'm not saying that I necessarily think that that's what happened. I'm saying that there's a high probability that that could have happened. And I think that you would be naive to say that that couldn't happen. I guess, that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm not saying that I necessarily believe in that conspiracy exactly the way I laid it out. I'm saying you would be naive to think that these people are, uh, are above such things. Right. We, we've seen this play out before. It's like a chess game. So, so a couple of things uh, to, to wrap this up. I'm excited to see if there's anything, if there's anything to be positive or excited about out of all this. I'm excited if you if you're familiar with the term a red pill or red pilling and or just to kind of really a basic definition of that is for people to kind of see the veil drop and to understand that there are powers that be and there is a well-constructed narrative that they try to push that sometimes isn't exactly a lie but it's specifically crafted for their truth if that makes sense and there's an establishment that doesn't want to get, give up their hold on power. Um, and, I, and I would like to think that maybe thousands, maybe tens of thousands of those people that spent their money and spent their time donating to a candidate that ultimately was not Joe Biden or Donald Trump um, or spent hours volunteering or whatever, I hope they can take a step back at this and see that Frankly, they wasted their time, and frankly, they gave up their hard-earned money for nothing. They should they would have been better left in their own pocket or spent. I mean, they could have just spent it on their loved ones, and it would have been a better use. Because the uh, look, we Ron Paul did this right. Ron Paul tried to work from the inside, and granted, he didn't have quite the votes that Bernie has, 
based largely on the fact that liberty is not a primary political virtue in the United States. So Ron Paul wasn't going to win. But look, Bernie wasn't going to win either. Bernie was not going to win. Bernie was not going to win. And it's not even, look, I don't agree with Bernie on anything. We share like no overlap politically. That's not the point. The point being is, is that he ran and a lot of people supported him and now they're upset and, and, and rightfully upset because the system is broken. Or, or it would be better to say it works exactly the way it's intended to work, which is to protect the establishment and their hold on power. Guys, your guy wasn't going to win because the establishment was going to get rid of it one way or the other. And that's exactly what they did. I, I fully expect the, the rest of the primaries to go very similarly to the way Super Tuesday did, which is maybe, maybe Bernie wins some key states but I think Biden will win the majority. He'll definitely win the majority of the South and the, in the Midwest. And I think that he'll ultimately come out on top, which is exactly what the DNC wants. And what the establishment wants, the establishment is going to get. Um, last shout out to Bernie Sanders himself. Now, this is something I said on an episode just a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. I don't sympathize with the man, and this is why. If he had a spine, which he doesn't, but if he did, He would run as an independent and he would do everything in his power to spite the DNC, to spite Joe Biden, to spite the Clintons and the Obamas, to spite the Bloombergs, to spite them all. Knowing, of course, does that mean Trump would win re-election? Of course it means Trump would win re-election. But these people don't care about you. These people don't care about you. They don't care about what you want. They don't care about what you think. They have no interest in the will of the people. I've, I've said the comment before. These people don't even lie well. They have such a low opinion of the common man that they don't really feel the need to be really crafty with their deceptions. They can very openly and brazenly rig the game, knowing full well they'll get away with it and they'll get their guy. Now, I'm not, do I think that Trump is going to beat Biden? Yeah, I tend to think he will. Um, Do I think that Trump would beat Bernie? Uh, Maybe, but I think Bernie would have had a somewhat better chance if the the DNC actually just let the chips fall and then supported that person. I think Bernie would have had a better chance. Uh, Bernie screwed up in two big ways. One, he doubled down on all the Cuba nonsense like a week ago, which makes him look like a complete commie idiot. But two, Back in 2016, he should have spited him then. He should have called them out on the debate stage. Every He should have answered every single question with, I'm not going to answer that. Instead, I'm going to address the corruption in the DNC. He should have done that all the way to, to the convention. And then when Hillary was chosen, he should have run as an independent despite her. He should have burnt that whole thing down as a sign that I'm not going to be silenced by you corrupt SOBs. And that's exactly what he should do this time. Will he do it? He won't do it. I, w- I would love it if he did. And it isn't even a matter of, oh, that means Trump would win. I don't care. I don't, I, I would rather, I don't want a president, so I would rather none of them win. I'm just saying I would rather people stand, grow a spine, stand up for the people that supported you, that voted for you, that gave you money and say, I'm going to represent you because you picked, chose me. I'm going to represent you and I'm not just going to bow down and endorse whoever my overlords tell me to. Does that answer everything, Blake? Yes. Okay. I, I know you had some questions before the show, and I said I was going to answer them all. You answered them. All right. Yep. Well, good. Okay, guys, we're going to take our... Well, no, this isn't the final break. We got no. one more break after yeah. this. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
ever been talking politics with a friend and told, if you don't like it here, you should just move to Somalia? Well, ladies and gentlemen, from the sandy beaches of Mogadishu, Sherry and I bring you Postcards from Somalia, one of the newer products of Little Elm Productions, where we take on all of the fallacies of the people who say, if you don't like it, you can just get out. I knew it. I knew, I'm, 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 I'm growing accustomed to it dum, now. Dum, 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 dum. We have to record you doing that so that it'll no. just... Next it. time we'll just do it together. Okay. That doesn't sound if right. If we can do that on episode 100. It'd be amazing. Maybe we get that, the whole audience to go, ugh, at the same we're, time. We're, the shh, kill all that, Blake. That's the finale. <laughs> anyway, uh, one thing I wanted to wrap up with, we're, we're a little bit over time, so I, I've, I've killed a little bit of our final segment. I just want to talk about this really quick. Um, last week... There was a, uh, I think it was the Emmett Till anti-litching bill that was that was passed by Congress. That it that it's making it. Uh, I'll read this here for you. Uh, lynching is now a federal hate crime thanks to the passing of the anti-lynching legislation Congress last week. Uh, it passed 410 to four. But the bigger story has not been the passing of the bill, which obviously passed easily. The bigger story in the media has been people, large chunks of the public have been denouncing the few, the four people who were the nay votes on this bill. Uh, two of those are Representative uh, Thomas Massey from Kentucky and uh, Justin Amash from Michigan. Huh. Now, we've talked about both of these guys on the show before being uh, much, much better than your average bear when it comes to Congress. Um, but the thing is, now, Blake, now you had asked me right before the show when I had brought this up, you mm-hmm. said, well, well, wait a minute, isn't, isn't that illegal? Yeah, isn't it illegal to lynch someone anyway? <laughs> well, so, so we, have, we have this law in the books uh, at the state level. It's called murder. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and yeah, yeah, that pretty much covers it by any means. It's murder. So, yeah. And so it's like, like, look, you know, there's, there's murder and then there's super duper murder and we have to make it a federal hate crime. It's not good enough to have someone arrested for murder and put them in jail for life or whatever. No, it needs to be a federal hate crime because it's worse murder. It's yeah. Super (laughs) duper murder. You don't, you don't want to do super duper murder. So I, I had I had made some comments about this on on social media and, and had gotten mostly positive feedback. I'd gotten some few people say you're a racist. Why why are you pro? Are you a KKK plant? Like just the typical nonsense. So so here's the thing, guys. If you're a member of Congress, if you're one of those 414 people who voted uh, for the bill, yay or nay? Only four of them voted nay. 410 voted yay. But here's the thing. If you're a member of Congress, you take, you take your oath of office. And the oath of office is to, is to preserve, protect, defend the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. You're supposed to be obeying the Constitution of the United States. Right. That is your oath. Mm-hmm. Um, policing lynchings is not a power delegated to the federal government in Article I, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution. Now, I don't talk about a lot of Constitution stuff on this program, but I feel like it's necessary for this particular story because I want to speak their language, right? Yeah. I want to talk about from from their perspective what they're supposed to be doing. If you're a member of Congress and you took that oath, you're supposed to care about the Constitution. Policing lynchings is not a power delegated to the federal government in Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution. But yet a lot of people attacked Massey and Amash for, frankly, just upholding their oath of office. 
That's not to say that they didn't think lynching was bad. It's that they understood that, th- that the federal government should have no say in policing lynchings, and therefore that's left to the states. Therefore, I'm going to vote no yeah. because this is a usurpation of power. Right. It is a not an enumerated power in Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution. Right. It's just that simple. Yeah. There's, there's no racial undertones to this conversation. It's just that. It's just the constitutional argument. But the thing is, I guess I was really bothered by, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's thousands. I mean, it's just pages and pages and pages of hate mail and texts and tweets that those guys were getting from people, uh, accusing them, uh, calling them every name in the book, of course, obviously racist. To me, all that outrage does is it demonstrates why politicians are disincentivized to support and protect the Constitution and why a lack of understanding in the principles of federalism give way to career politicians who will gladly trade liberty for career advancement. And not only will they do it, but they'll actually be cheered on by the public at large. The public at large wanted that bill passed, even though it violated the Constitution. And when their congressman, who swore an oath to protect the Constitution, voted against it because it is unconstitutional, the public lashed out at them. So then it should be no surprise why you get career politicians, you get the Nancy Pelosi's or the Bernie Sanders or the Joe Biden's or the, or the whatever's. That's why, that's how you get these people. And that's how you get the people who don't give a damn about your rights or the constitution because you're voting for them because you're voting for them. You're putting them there. And when people get there that do care about their oath of office, you spit in their face. And so it's more important that lovers of history and constitutional principles show their support for people like Massey and Amash when they stand their ground on unpopular stances, on unpopular positions, more so than it is on easy virtue signaling. Guys, we will be right back after this break. Hi, I'm Blake Osborne, owner of Osborne Studio and Sound in Columbia, Tennessee. I've been a DJ for over 20 years, and I'm proud to have been a part of over 1,000 weddings and events all across the mid-state. My clients can expect an exciting experience both for you and your guests. I come equipped with state-of-the-art sound and lighting technology to perform in any environment for any audience. MC, DJ, or videographer, or all of the above. Clients of Osborne Studio and Sound enjoy all these services rolled into one affordable package. When choosing entertainment for your special day, call Blake Osborne of Osborne Studio and Sound at 931-381-1000 or join us on the web at facebook.com slash Osborne Studio and Sound Pro Services. Guys, follow us on Facebook by liking our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funnybroke. You can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter at at Alan M. Mosley. Finally, subscribe to us on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash funnybroke. I don't, uh, I don't see any other dropouts yet, but I think, uh, I think there will be sooner than later. Who do you think's next? I mean, Gabbard obviously has no chance to win, so it yeah. wouldn't be shocking if she dropped out, but it also would make sense for her to stay in to the end just because, she I mean, can. she was all, she was running a principled campaign, yeah. so she might as well stay to the end. True. Um, Very we, true. 
It makes sense also for a Warren to drop out. Yeah. I, I think people were waiting on that today. I think people were waiting on the, well, if you if you don't have a clear road to the nomination, then yeah. you should drop out. And she has no clear path to the nomination, right. so you should if you if you think by that logic, right. then Elizabeth Warren would be next. Because it's really just Biden and Sanders. I mean it's it's just a matter of time before Warren drops out, but she's going to hang in there for a while. Just she's like going to hang saying. in there because her handlers told her yep. to siphon Brianna. That's right. It's exactly. That's, that's right. exactly what she's going to do. Oh, yeah. But I mean, but in all reality, it's down to Biden and Sanders, and the winner is going to face Donald Trump. And uh, we're all going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> that's, boy. All down. But you know what? <laughs> you guys being losers makes you like one of us. Yay! Woo! The real winners in the world. <laughs> well, I mean... Let's, let's not go too far. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening to an episode of... Uh, I was God, I was about to say one of the other shows. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. I do too many shows. You do too many shows. I should, I should just quit this show, too. We just no. quit everything. We should quit <laughs> this show and tell everybody for next week that the show's canceled. No way. Oh, we have so many no, pissed no, no, off no. people. <laughs> this was episode 99. Next week 99. is episode 100. That's right. That's next right. week, live in front... Live studio audience, episode yep. 100. Here, south of Nashville at Osborne uh-huh. Studio and Sound. It's going to be awesome. Live music, dessert yep. bar, live show, uh, mingling with all sorts of yep. other uh, like-minded individuals. It's going to be... Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Really cool technology. I'm excited, <laughs> but I also feel bad for all the people traveling such a great distance and spending money to be here because they're going to be like, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> what, what is this that I'm watching? What is this crap? Oh. I hope not. We're going to try no, we're our best. Guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week.